Thank you for sticking with us for Take 10. We come to you at the end of each of our regularly scheduled programs. 10 Minutes with Dr. Jamie Heisman and Carol Zerniel. Dr. Heisman, nationally known psychotherapist dealing with not only caregivers and caregiving, but with addictions as well, among other issues. And Carol Zerniel, nationally known gerontologist, member of the board of the National Council on Aging and executive director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. I'm Ron Aaron. Issue, Carol, that you and I and Dr. Jamie talked about briefly before we went on, if you have no motivation, zero motivation, how do you motivate yourself? Yeah, this idea came to me. I was thinking about some caregivers that really, you know, they've gone down for the third time. Um, Nothing's getting better. There's a long road ahead of them. They just have kind of checked out burned out burnt out checked out and <laughs> things need to change but you know it would be such a stretch to to actually do something about it so you know we were talking to one of our guests that was talking about kind of the the apathetic caregiver who d- just is an observer almost besides going through the motions of you know feeding the person and keeping them safe they're really just not doing much else um, so I don't know. Is that too too complicated, Jamie? Is that a too difficult a question? No, no. And actually, I think the only thing that we don't do our self-service in, in this world of caregiving and, and senior care often is that we kind of find so many adjectives for often the same condition. And I do think, you know, apathy is the cousin, if you will, of burnout. It's very difficult to look at a loved one or be in the presence of a loved one, no matter how we feel, and just totally be apathetic. It's just not in our nature. But... So, so I would like to throw this often into the world of burnout. And, and the concept of what you're talking about, motivation, I mean, it's, it's with us every second of our lives. I mean, basically, we all have goals every moment, every hour, every day, you know, in our, in our lifetime. We, we need to. Goals to eat, goals to sleep, goals to sleep well, goals to eat well. Um, and, and there is a lot of different things you can do to kind of take that, what you're saying is apathy, and, and I say possibly somebody who's just, doesn't have this awareness that, um, or looks at this whole world in very large pieces instead of small baby steps. And so motivation to me, somebody who's apathetic, uh, you really have to go back to the beginning. You have to go back to Life 101 and start doing this in very incremental steps. Well, one thing that you just said really caught my attention was looking at the big picture. And for those of us who you know, are having a, a hard time with whatever, not just with the caregiving piece, but maybe getting to the gym, losing weight, um, you know, cleaning the mess in our closet. It's because we become so overwhelmed by the totality of everything that needs to be done. Absolutely. I spoke to a patient today who literally four months from now is going to have a great, huge life event happen in his particular life. Now, he is clinically depressed, but he's so focused on what's happening four months from now that he can't pull himself out of bed today. That's how daunting and awesome it is. And so when you hear somebody like an addict or an alcoholic in recovery say a day at a time, I mean, it's being said for, for real reasons here, rational reasons. Is that's all an addict or an alcoholic can set as a motivational goal is not to drink for a 24-hour period. And so if you take it into bite-sized pieces and get yourself, let's say like a recovering addict, a self-help support group, a coach, uh, a, a program, uh, a path, and do this in baby steps, you're more inclined to get out of this motivational hell and uh, not have to look at the world a year from now. 
So when you said baby steps, I was suddenly transported back to the movie with Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus, where Bill Murray has got the mental health issues and he they, his therapist Richard Dreyfus tells him to take baby steps and he it just all goes in a handbasket from there but the but the whole idea behind this the baby steps idea is finding one little thing that you can do and start with that but the baby yeah it, and I don't want to think there's a panacea out there that let's say a therapist can be only the baby step I mean it is a start but Really, to gain motivation and get out of this apathetic is, is a state is a is a programmatic sort of process. Meaning that, yeah, it's great to go see a therapist, but at the same time, it's great to also go see a, a doctor to make sure your medical care is okay and do a screening for depression and make sure you get an assessment and evaluation because apathy and and this lack of motivation could be also a cousin of clinical depression. And then it's great to be around other people who think that they, too, are apathetic and don't care and are detached because somehow there's a spark that occurs in that type of a group. So uh, it is a mind-body and social sort of phenomenon. So at the very least, you can all sit around and complain together? Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> or feel bad be, about yourselves together? You could, you could. You could. But everybody's at a different stage of healing and a different stage of motivation. Um, you know, we say that insight is, is connecting in, uh, behavior to motivation, basically, and gaining insight. That's what happens in these self-help support groups. You might have eight out of nine people sitting there, misery loves company, but you're going to have a, a, a person there also who goes a little further and says, hey, I'm there for you, I understand, let's help you get somewhere. So uh, the first step is obviously to make sure your mind and your body is okay and make sure you get to a social setting to reinforce your path. Well, let's say I'm not the caregiver. Let's say I'm the friend, I'm the son or the daughter, outside I'm, observer. I'm, I'm, I'm the outside observer, and I see the caregiver in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> um, is this something that requires an outside intervention at times? Well, you're so insightful always, and I, I think through your fresh eyes as opposed to some you know, certified addiction counselor's eyes, you kind of come to the common sense piece, yes. And yes, and yes. If you have a, 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 a loving family, is biological, that's great. But if you have a group of, around you, as I call the family of choice, who has been in your life or people who know you well, it's a wonderful time to have all of them to come around and try to just talk to the person, reach out, and also bring them to, to places that they can actually get to. I mean, they just might need a boost. They might, people, just that caring moment, just that loving circle just might be enough to get the baby steps started. Well, is that an intervention or less than an intervention? We would call it an intervention, but, you know, in, in my world, after almost a quarter century in the addiction world, we used to do interventions on addicts and alcoholics, Ron, and now an interesting thing, we're doing these loving get-togethers that you would also call an intervention with a senior to also assist them to a residential setting where they didn't think about before. So, yes, it's called an intervention, but I also see it is called just a, a loving family moment that of clarity that we all care about the person in front of us. Even interventions are done out of love, even if they're bound right. in tough love. So this might also be a place where we kind of lead by example, like, well, I'll, let's go check out this support group or let's go visit that facility or let's go talk to this particular, um, you know, behavioral therapist person together just to, and be that moral support. 
Bingo. And if you do that, let's go, and the person then starts to say, no, I'm apathetic, I don't want to go anywhere, it's a great kind of what we call diagnostic indicator to get another person involved, somebody also who have meaning and value and connected to that person. And that's how you put this loving group together if the person does not, like, start connecting. I, I would not leave them isolated, obviously. That's not something we can do. I would look at agencies, especially the ones like you used to run or certainly the Area Agency on Aging's, to actually assist and get support and say, how can you help us? And maybe you've got some ideas. So getting somebody out of that apathetic, like you call it, or that state of burnout may well be a process, and, and using the resources around you is important. What, would you have the lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink problem? <laughs> you often have that, Ron, and so you have to keep leading that horse to water until it gets thirsty enough. That's so right. don't um, give up. Try a different right, kind of water. Get some vitamin water <laughs> I mean, or mineral water or cherry water or something else. You're listening to Take 10. We come to you at the end of every one of our programs on your local friendly radio station with Dr. Jamie Heisman, Carol Zernil, and me. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking about when somebody has just lost motivation, just can't get it going anymore. And you've seen this in caregivers. Yeah, we do see it in caregivers where, like, you know, I, I always say, you know, when the caregiver's kind of checked out uh, because they, they really are, I think, burnt out or just overwhelmed. So I like this idea of intervention with a little eye, you know, maybe a little nudge, a little friendly help guidance, a little what can I do to help you to maybe get them started in the right direction. Jamie, 20 seconds, you get the last word. I love the fact that a little I, too, Carol, I think you're right on target. I also love the fact of what you're doing with Caregiver SOS. And my real quick 20-second overview would be to, if they could, and I know they do probably already, we did it in Florida with hurricanes, make a telephone tree. So if you find out somebody has checked out and you think they're not motivated and apathetic, make sure that there's other caregivers who can call them just to check in. What a great idea. Dr. Jamie Heisman, thank you. Carol Zerniel, thank you. This is Take 10. I'm Ron Aaron. We'll talk with you soon.